good morning and welcome to Noah's Window. Before I get into today's uh, topic, uh, just a little word about what's going on in my life right now. You'll see this on Monday. Uh, I'm filming on Friday afternoon. I've been in Mexico all week doing a pastor's conference and I'm about to turn around and fly out because a great pastor friend of Mary Alice's and mine, he and his wife are dear friends. His wife, Joy, passed away, and I'm flying out to Cincinnati tomorrow morning. Uh, I'm preaching for them this weekend, all their weekend services. Uh, so I know you'll pray for me in retro. <laughs> you know, even if you pray, you know, even if you thank God for helping me, I know he'll hear your prayer, even though I will have already uh, preached the message, God willing, by this time. But it's been a great week of, of sharing with pastors and pouring into their lives, both in the conference and then also in the off times, has had opportunity to sit down with pastors and talk about what's going on in their lives. Well, as Mary Alice said to you yesterday, I, I've been moved to look at a particular passage of Scripture, and I'd like for us to take a little time on Noah's window going through it, because this particular Scripture does something very rare. It kind of stair-steps the Christian life. There's an order to it. And when I look at so many Christians today, I guess even including myself, so many times we develop well in a particular area and there's an area that we don't develop in. But more than that though, I think we oftentimes get things out of order in our development. So what I love about this text is it helps us understand the order that the Christian life is supposed to develop in so that we can go back and focus on some things if we've gotten out of order. Mary Alice read the whole text yesterday, and I feel the need to do that one more time if you'll give me permission, because I'd like for us to pull back and look at the whole picture and then dive into this particular order that we see in 2 Peter chapter 2. I'm in verses 5 through 8, and here is the text. In view of all this, and it's talking about the great promises that we've been given by God. Make every effort. That means to get, to get proactive and in, intentional. Make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith. And Mary Alice, uh, I think, called yesterday's talk spiritual supplements. The old translation says, add to your faith. But supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence, and to moral excellence, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, patient endurance, to patient endurance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly affection, and to brotherly affection, love for everyone. So you can see there's like this stair-step development of focuses that we as God's people are to have as far as developing in the Christian faith. Now, Verse 8 gives us the incentive for all this. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. So, Scripture tells us this is the pattern to grow in as a Christ follower. If you do it, you're going to become productive and useful. If we fail to grow in this way, we're going to lose connection with the salvation that we have. I don't mean that we lose our salvation, but we, we forget about what it's like to be born again, and, and we become unproductive. So I've just felt the need for us to go back and look at this order. And today I want to focus on uh, the first in the steps. 
in the Christian life. And what I'm going to do today is I'm going to look at what comes before and what comes after and why this step fits in between these two. So let's go back to verse five. It says, supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and to your moral excellence knowledge. So today we're looking at the first step of development in the Christian life, which is moral excellence. Faith comes before, that's salvation itself. And then after it comes knowledge or learning more about God. So here's the question. Why does moral excellence show up where it does? Well, it follows faith. Now, faith is the very start of the Christian life. We are saved by grace through faith. So at the moment that we put faith in Jesus Christ, we become God's child. Um, when we, when we become God's children, when we have that moment of salvation, that new birth in our lives, we're brand new and it's the gift of God. So consequently, there's not a lot of spiritual development go, already going on in our lives because the Bible says we pass from death to life. We've been spiritually dead. So faith, whoever comes by faith and calls on the name of the Lord Jesus, they're saved. Lives can be a total mess. I mean, many of us, our lives were a total mess when Jesus saved us. And I guess to some degree, all of our lives were a total mess. But we put faith in Jesus and we became God's children. Unfortunately, in today's world, a lot of Christians never go past that point. They're saved, but their lives surely don't reflect spiritual development. So, uh, why does moral excellence come next? I mean, why does moral excellence come before knowledge? And just to be honest with you, I think that the tendency is to try to go from faith to knowledge. You know, obviously we want to be in church. We want to hear sermons. We want to learn about God. And we want to watch Christian videos and we listen to Christian messages. That's great. It's knowledge. But here's the thing. Here's the reason why moral excellence is so important. If we don't have, if we don't follow the faith with moral excellence, what will happen is we'll be people that know a whole lot of, about God and know a whole lot about the Bible, but our lives will have problems. You know, this is how a church can get filled with people who learn a lot about God. They're saved, but they're, they're still letting junk in their lives that surely isn't reflective of a Christ follower. We're not talking about legalism here. We're just talking about not developing immoral excellence. Now, I'm surprised at how many Christ followers throw the F-bomb around. I mean, the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I mean, if, if, if someone can throw the F-bomb around, there's a problem in here. And so scripture says, get intentional about this. Moral excellence. Man, that has to do with what I let in my head. You know, what I listen to. It has to do with what I watch. You know, what, it's what I'm watching. Is it building? I mean, I mean, we can just look up and down in our lives and I need to do it as you need to do it. We all need to look and see. Is moral excellence in our lives? Is my life clean? Is my life pure? The things I'm watching on television, the movies that I watch, the videos I watch, the stuff I look at on social media, what I listen to, um, the, and in some cases, the people I hang with. I mean, these things that are in my life, do they promote moral excellence? And I just think we, we ought to look at this. The Bible says, when you get saved, next on the list is moral excellence, even before knowledge, because God wants us to be clean vessels. You know, the Bible tells us that God looks for us to be vessels that he can use, a clean vessel. Just think about this for a moment. If you were going to get a cup of coffee or pour a glass of milk or even just get a glass of water, 
would you want a glass that's filthy that's got sludge and stuff i mean you know it's been setting outside in the weather and you have no idea what's in it would you want that or would you want a sparkling crystal clean glass you want a clean glass because what's in there is about to go into your body and and that's what god's looking for he's looking for vessels that we can use he can use rather but now one thing i want to be real clear about because there's an <laughs> the pendulum can swing too far on this because someone could look at this and say well mark I, I want to be morally excellent, but I still have this. Every once in a while, a bad word slips out, or you know, I, I take two steps forward, one step back. That's going to be the case for the rest of our lives. We're not talking about being perfect here, because none of us can be perfect. But here's what the Bible says. Make every effort. <laughs> Make an effort. And, and Scripture says, you know, we are to do these things in order to grow, not in order to you know, fit some sort of legalistic uh, idea of what's expected in a religious organization. I think a lot of us grew up in that kind of thing. This isn't what the Bible's talking about. The Bible's saying we want to grow. We want to be effective. We want to be productive. So in order to grow, I mean, I'm going to heaven one way or the other, but in order to be productive for God, I need to add to my salvation experience moral excellence. Tomorrow, we'll continue talking about this, and we'll just follow the step all the way up because I really think this is a tremendous, tremendously interesting portion of Scripture because it's one of the few places where the Bible says, start here, add this next, add this next, and when you get to a full maturity, you're going to be very, very effective, and that's what we want to be in these last days. Well, let's pray for each other. Father, uh, this is such a dark world, and if there ever has been a hard time to live a life of moral excellence, it's right now. Oh God, help us to be clean vessels. Search our hearts. May your Holy Spirit point something out to us today that maybe we've allowed in our lives that compromises our moral excellence. We'll thank you for this, and Father, we want to be useful for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for joining us today on Noah's Window. We'll be back soon. God bless. Have a wonderful day.